Hey, Dan, I have a great movie pitch for you. Are you ready? Yes, please. Okay. So what if we had like, there's like a cool guy, right? He's like, like an action man and mm-hmm. he, but he did something bad. So now he's in prison. Okay. And now the, now the president, well, he's not, he's not the president. He's like the governor. Uh, he's like the guy who runs the guy everything. In charge, yeah. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to make that man, uh, the hero. He's going to make him go on a mission to go save this person. Right, mm-hmm. this person that's missing. Yeah, let's just say his daughter. Yeah. And then, uh, but if he doesn't do it, he, he's gonna die. He's oh, gonna die. Oh. See, uh, like escape from think? New York. Oh, what? Escape from New York. Oh no, it's different. Well, yeah, I get that it's different. In- instead of the president being missing, it's the president's no. daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? But it, it's still See? the same. It's the same movie. No, Jared, Jared it's no, no. it's the same movie. Okay, what if I added like there's like ghosts. And they drive a, a van, and uh, also there's like a like a rat people. Is this is this better? Mad Max? No, oh no, 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 not like Mad Max. No, there's a there is a post apocalyptic wasteland. Yes, yes, there is. Okay, it's totally, totally different. Absolutely. Hey, Jared, I got an idea. Ready? Okay. We're going to take everything All you've right. said so far. We're going to forget about the Escape from New York. We're going to forget about Mad Max. Uh, okay. And we're going uh-huh. to we're gonna make that movie, but we're not going to provide any exposition whatsoever. Oh. Mm. I like, I'm in. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. I am Jared, and that is Dan. Hello. I am here. We watched a film that... We did. It, it put me in a it put me in a place. This film did. It put um, you in a place. It was an interesting movie. What was this film called? It was called Prisoners of the Ghostland. Um, we it came across my docket, and I'm like, ooh, Nick Cage in a Sion Sono movie. What? Mm-hmm. For those of you who do not know who Sion Sono is, he is a Japanese director known for films like Tag, um, films like Cold Fish. Films like Tokyo Tribe. Hell really, yeah, dude. really um, stylistic filmmaker. Yeah. I mean, uh, I liked all those except for Tokyo Tribe, but you love Tokyo I love Tribe. Tokyo Tribe. <laughs> I love Sion Sono. Sono is amazing. I love the ambition of Tokyo Tribe. I loved what they were trying to do. And it was also <laughs> very, st- like, it was beautiful film. It's a beautiful film, just not something I enjoyed that much. Anyways, we're here to talk about Prisoners of the Ghostland, starring Nick Cage. Man, let's get into it. Dan? Yes. Could you please describe it now in your own words and in your own time what Prisoners of the Ghostland is? So it has similarities to um Gang or Gangs of New York. <laughs> Gangs of New York, yes, of course. <laughs> it has similarities to um Escape from New York, as Jared was pointing out in the intro, but it is its own film. Um, it stars Nicolas Cage as the hero. He is a bank robber. He has robbed a bank in some kind of what I would assume is a mm-hmm. tourist attraction town in Japan. It's either that or this is completely set in a a, a different dimension altogether. Anyway, <laughs> he is imprisoned for robbing this bank and then the governor of this town or the governor of this area sets him on a quest to go find his daughter who has or granddaughter who has run away and the granddaughter is trapped in what they call the ghost land where nobody escapes and it's um all about nick cage trying to go get the daughter and um 
the granddaughter and bring her back. But the caveat, Jared, is he wears a leather suit that has yeah, explosive does. charges all over um, his body, like two on his neck, ah. two on his arms, two on his testes. Whoa, nice. So I like that. If he That's does not, humorous. if he does not bring back the granddaughter in a certain amount of time, three days, everything will explode and he will die. Mm-hmm. And to complicate it for some reason even more, uh, if he gets the granddaughter to say her full name into a recording device, he will get an extra two days. Which, sure, I don't know if that was necessary. And to complicate it even more. <laughs> If Nicolas Cage gets angry at this girl and tries to grab her or hurt her anyway, or, or have sex, sex her. with her, the, <laughs> the charges on his arms will blow up. And if it's sex, the charges on his testicles will blow up. So why? I I, sure, I guess. Um, it's strange that you have to have your main character handicapped in such a way that normal people just wouldn't even do the things that he is trying to do. I think that was part uh, of the point. Was it (laughs) that he's just like an animal? All right, let's get into questions. Dan, how did you feel about Nick Cage and his character in this? Did you think it was he was a likable character? Was he supposed to be? Um, I don't necessarily know if he was supposed to be likable. Like he had saving graces. He he did not want harm to come to children, but he was definitely a bad boy. He he robbed a bank. He he accepted mm-hmm. the collateral damage that it came with because he teamed up with a dude named Psycho. Psycho. Psycho um, wanted to kill a child and Nicolas Cage had to stop him and beat him up. Yeah, like, I mean, we won't get into it just yet, but if you're teaming up with a guy named Psycho and you're upset that he killed a bunch of people, mm, come on. <laughs> You can't pick up on these context anyway, clues here. No, I, I get that. Yeah, but he. <laughs> hey, it's me, child murdering Tony. Oh, I hey. can't call. I can't call him a likable character, but I can't call him a uh, a bad guy. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he he's mm-hmm. a, definitely an antihero, but maybe he's a lazy antihero. And lazy meaning lazily written. Mm, I see. How did you feel about the visuals and Sion Sono's directing Gorgeous! and handling? Gorgeous! Oh my god. Mm-hmm. The only problem with this film is it's so hard to follow. And I think that, again, was part of the point. With Sion Sono films, I don't think the narrative is quite as important as the way the film looks. And this yeah. film is incredible. It just so many amazing colors, so many amazing just compositions creative compositions like he Mm -hmm. filmed these things that just never existed it's like you're watching a painting unfold on yeah and it's it's gorgeous gorgeous so this is a low budget movie they had some budget because when you see it you're like all right yeah they had some wiggle room here but Sion Sono does such an amazing job directing this and I think the I think the editing is spot on I think the set design, there's two main sets. There's like the bank Japanese town. Mm-hmm. No, okay, three. There's bank town, which is in a flashback. There's the Japanese town, Japan town, I think they call it. Uh, beautiful. And then you have the ghost land, which is like its own Mad Max See, world. I thought bank town and Japanese town were the same town. I don't think so. It is a little confusing, but I think that is a different place. No, it's not, because as he's walking past everybody in the flashback to get to the bank. Then why is the bank called Bank Town, 
when they're in Japantown. Like, they there's no such thing as Japantown. They, they never label anything Japantown. No, Nick Cl- Nick Cage does. Nick Cage calls it Japantown several times. Maybe he has to walk through Japantown to get to Banktown. <laughs> I don't know. It's really strange. Anyways, they have like these two main sets, really. They're gorgeous. They're amazing. And I i wasn't even that upset about them only having these two kind of locations or whatever. But where the film really falters, and Dan already alluded to it, is the writing of these, these two first-time writers, uh, Aaron and Reza. And they... Oh, they're both actors, mm-hmm. and they've both been in good films. And I understand, okay, you're trying to branch out, you're trying to do different stuff, but this story is a mess. Yes. I, it's really not great. It's well, so confusing and random. Here's the There's deal. There's like, go ahead. I, I started treating this as an abstract narrative, and I stopped expecting it to make sense. And yes. I, I only yes. took... I only took imagery from it and I really started to analyze the meaning behind all of the imaging that I was taking in. So yeah, you do have to watch it like there is no narrative and that more there's just, this is an, ex- an experience that is happening to you. Yes. So I I just really wish there was a plot. <laughs> I really wish there were like characters and backstory and motivations and things happen for a reason. Even the stuff with Hero, who's the main character, Nick Cage, and Psycho, their relationship made so little sense. And the conflicts in this movie, they show up, you think it's going to be a big thing that they're going to have to overcome, and it's literally fixed with a sentence. And they're like, okay, and then we just move on to the next thing. The, like, why was this even in the movie if this was solved within 10 seconds? The like, biggest is really strange. The biggest shortcoming of the narrative to me, like I'm able to overlook a lot. And I, I'm confident in saying that I think I like this film a little bit more than you did. Yeah, but um, what I did not like about the narrative, one thing that I could not forgive was the timeline of this movie, because Mm -hmm. we are introduced to a character early on, the person that he's supposed to go save and he finds out. Well, I guess I don't want to spoil it yet. Let's get into spoilers. All right, let's get into spoilers. All right, guys, uh, we're spoiling this movie. If you want to watch it. It is on Amazon. It's on a few other places, but right now it's in early access, so you'd have to pay. I think it's like seven dollars. Yeah, we paid seven dollars to to rent yeah, it. Yeah, kind of steep. But anyways, uh, yeah, go check it out if you want to check it out. There's some pretty crazy visuals in this. I mean, it's it could be I, like I a know. fun party movie. It is worth your time if you are into mise en scene, if you are into the way films look, like set designs and color. Mm-hmm. It's really great, and also. I have to say, a very impressive sword fight at the end. I was very impressed by the choreography. Yeah, the fight choreography is good when it finally gets to it. But but here's the thing. When it gets to it, you're kind of like, why are we fighting? What is going yes. on? Like, there's no rhyme or reason to to the fights. And you don't necessarily know who's, who's the bad or who's the good guy. Yeah, it kind of gets lost in itself. And I'm just like, I don't even know why we're here. I mean, this is kind of a cool fight, but why? So um, Bernice is the woman, the little girl. Well, not little girl. She's young, young woman. She she escapes yes. the governor, her grandfather, or I don't think she I don't think he's really her grandfather. I think he just. Abducts no, girls. he is a weird pervert and he so, kidnaps women. But okay. uh, and says they're his daughter, but he is just having the molest with them. So let me let molest. me get to my initial point. Then I want to talk about the governor a little bit. 
All right. So Nick Cage is tasked with finding Bernice from the governor. And Bernice is off in Ghostland. And as Nick Cage is saving her, he realizes that he is a girl that got caught in the, or she is a girl that got caught in the crossfire of Nick Cage's escape of the original bank heist. Yes. So Nick Cage doesn't age a fucking day in this film. Uh huh. Neither does Psycho. So that yeah. that's the biggest problem I have with the narrative. It's like, what is the concept of time? Because how long was this guy in prison? It had to have been at least ten years. Mm-hmm. And it's that really strange. that the only time that you ever get a clue about that is how he finds out that she was the girl all grown up. And you're like, wait, what? How long? How long was he in prison? It, it just it makes you think <laughs> about that. So that was the only thing that I'm like, okay, movie, what the fuck? Like, let's get our shit together. But the governor, Jared, governor is played by Bill Mosley, and I love Bill Mosley to death. He he's a character actor. He's the he's in Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. He has that very famous line where he's like, eh, <laughs> dog whale hunt. That's him. Right. He's in horror movies all the time and he plays like a very distinct character and his voice is so recognizable. So he was hiding behind a beard. I couldn't I didn't know who he was at first. And then as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, is that fucking Bill Mosley? And his character in this is so bizarre and gross. I love him so much. It's it's fun to hate him. You know what I mean? Can I? Yeah. Can I say, though, I think his character was miscast. You think? I don't think he was as fun. I feel like he wasn't as charismatic. Because like when I think of like the governor, I think of like the, a weird cult leader-ish type of guy that everyone adores. I didn't understand why anybody was really following him. He wasn't like a very uh, captivating figure in this town. He was just like, I talk like this. Oh, come sit on my lap. And I'm just like, oh, God. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't really a fan. Can I so. tell you something that the longer I live, the more I feel that way every four to eight years? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Bill Mosley, he's a cool dude, but I just don't think he fit this role very well. Now, you might be able to say the same thing about Nick Cage in this. How do oh, you feel about Nick Cage? He he is. <laughs> I think. I think post 2005, Nick Cage is uh-huh. always miscast. Like he's he, just, he's never, I mean, he's good at what he does. He's, he's good at like getting that psychotic manic mm-hmm. acting up, but you know, he's become a parody of himself and it kind of depresses me. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because there's another character in this called Yashujiro. Do and- you know, do you know who that is? No. Do you recognize him who at all? That? Uh-uh. Dude, that's he tax, looks badass. It's Tak Sakaguchi from Versus. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. He hasn't aged a day. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Okay, I was gonna say this film should be about him. Yes. Like Nick Cage should not be in the movie, and it should be a samurai guy in that suit getting sent on this adventure. I don't know. It's, it's weird. There's two different stories going on. One that we're more focused on, and the other one it's like, why is it even there? I don't get it. So Sakaguchi plays Yashujiro, who is a bodyguard to the governor. And I guess the deal is, is he is almost like an indentured servant where uh, in order to protect his sister's life, he has to work for this governor, 
even though it's a bad deal and whatever, whatever. But he just indiscriminately kills random people, and I don't know why. Well, yeah, his character made me just confused as to who. People. Yeah, it's his character in particular that made me confused as to who is the good person, who's the bad person, because mm-hmm. he. It seems like he's killing people on the governor's side. I'm like, wait, what? Why is he killing all these people? I remember Jared a second problem I have with the movie. Mm. So the governor introduces the hero, Nick Cage, to the suit that he has to wear in order to capture Bernice or to bring back Bernice. And he explains everything that we explained at the beginning. But Mm -hmm. one thing that we didn't explain, well, we did explain it, is she has to speak her voice into this device and then it gives him two extra days. That would imply... Like the fact that the software recognizes her voice, that mm-hmm. would imply that the government or the governor expected this to happen in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's so many things about this plot that make absolutely no sense. Like, why would they even send Nick Cage to do this when he has an army of men that could go after her? Because they're Does all fucking know? cowboys. They're all Japanese cowboys. They all wear cowboy hats, guys. There's. Fucking cowboys all over this movie. Yeah, I love the idea of the East and West meeting because yes, there that's are exactly what it cowboys is. with with revolvers, and then there are samurai. They're all live, kind of living in the same town. It's it's taken to extremes, and I, I think super it has, cool vibes. I think it has a lot to do with um, analytically speaking, like critically thinking and analyzing it a little bit. I think this film has a lot to do with um, the passage of time and how the East and West have come together in a sore spot, which is mm. the atomic bomb dropping. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, kind of, that, that created the ghost land. And if you notice, there's one very striking image in the ghost land. There's a gigantic clock that stopped and mm-hmm. it won't move. And the people who are trying to move it are pulling on the clock. Like they have tied a rope to the second hand of the clock. Cause they don't want it to happen again. And they're trying to pull it. So it, it'll move again. But yeah. the issue is they're trying to pull it backwards. So they're trying to go back in time. That's the image. It's mm-hmm. like, let's go back in time. And it's like, no, in order to heal, you have to move forward. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, it's, it was a very striking image, like throughout the whole film that they're just trying to pull and pull in vain. Like the clock is not moving. You cannot go back in time. You have to find a way to heal and move past it. And I really like that aspect of it. I found you explaining it way more interesting than actually watching it in the film. <laughs> well, I mean, tick-tock, tick-tock. <laughs> because the way most things that, that are explained in this movie are so obnoxious and annoying that I'm just like, I, why is everything in this like so repulsive? I, it's like what, well, so many different scenes where I'm just like, I don't want to watch what I'm seeing on screen. Can I ask you what specifically like give me an example of something that was being explained that you did not like so like you're talking about the whole like time passage of time stuff right whenever that one crazy girl was like tick tock tick tock and she's like and she's like shooting her fake gun at people and like and it just it would go on and on and on and on and i'm like can we get to the next scene please please and this would happen so often. There was a scene where Nick Cage was presumed dead and Bernice is like sitting over her and 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 she's like, he's dead. Wake up. He's dead. Ah, blah, blah. And it just went on and on and on. And I'm like, 
fucking get to the next thing. Because, of course, he gets up the next scene and he's just walking back into town. And I'm just like, the pacing of this movie is dog shit. There, <laughs> it's really like, this movie could have been 40 minutes long. and I Because there, there's so many scenes where things just go on and on and on and on. And I don't know why. Is Everyone gets a chance to ham it up and they all should have been reined in. And I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> well... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, um, like, whenever you finally get exposition, uh, uh-huh. it's in the form of, like, Japanese theater, and I thought that was fucking sick. Um, I that is that. cool. Yes. I liked that weirdness of it. I just, it was so abrupt and random, because no one's like, Nick Cage isn't like, what is what is going on here? What is the history of your town? And they're like, oh, why don't we show you? And then they do the cool... Uh, slideshow theater. Uh, no, it just happens at you, and you're like, "What the fuck is this real?" Is like, and <laughs> I don't know. I, it would be nice to have a, a, a more clear understanding. Of what I was, get that. Okay, I get that, but that's kind of part of the thing that I was talking about you're, before. You're where right. it's like, if you are expecting a narrative, you're not going to get it. So yeah. the whole time, that's probably what you're. You, you were just probably <laughs> expecting to be told what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like at one point in the film and it doesn't really help that this film is a little over an hour and 30 minutes. Like I think films like this can be um, paced down a little bit. Uh, not that I was expecting to be told just that I wanted something to happen that would change mm. the story. Cause like th- things were just happening at me that had no consequence to the plot. A lot of it. And I didn't even pick up on a lot of the stuff you were just talking about before, because I was so annoyed by just the, the sheer randomness of this film. This film is so fucking random. Like Nick cage goes up to everybody. Cause he, he's stuck in the ghost lands. He can't leave. Cause there's like these crazy ghost guys. One of them is psycho. Uh, what his ghost friend. And he's like torturing him, I guess. But so Nick cage is like, Hey everybody. I'm going to leave this place. He's like, I know you think we can't leave, but we're all going to do it together. And he also like, okay. screams the word testicle very loud. Testicle? Yeah, he really, uh, <laughs> he's really a uh, And he there. also, the, the other thing that, I, I don't know, I don't know if it was an anomaly or if I'm supposed, if I'm reading too much into it, but the whole idea of eats, eat, eats, east meets west um, mm-hmm. coming back, he, he, there's a series of minutes or a series of moments where he is introduced to all the people of Ghostland who are crowding him. And he starts saying that he's going to beat them up. I'm going to use karate on you. High fucking yeah. yeah. I'm like, ooh, yeah. I feel like that's representative of like just stereotypes of um, Japanese people. And there were certain times where he knew how to fight and then other times where he just didn't seem like he knew what he was doing at all. <laughs> well, that just, I chalked that up to Nick Like, Cage. depending on who he was fighting, he would, like, match their fighting style. It was strange. But, okay. So, anyways, he gives this speech and he's, like, he goes to the Rat Man and the Rat Man costume design for these people are so cool. Yes. Like, this weird gang of, like, scavengers. And he's, like, Rat Man, can you help me? I, I want to load up all these cars and we're all going to go and we're going to drive out of here. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. There's like a big old montage and they're like, yeah, we're having fun. We're doing it. And then we get all these cool vehicles all together. And then Nick Cage just leaves by himself. Yep. No one comes with him. I thought they were all going to invade 
Japantown and get out and they were going to go and it's going to be a huge brawl with all these crazy characters we met. It never fucking happens. Instead, here's what happens, Dan. Mm. They all get to the border like they're about to leave. The crazy ghosts show up. Nick Cage goes, hey, Psycho, I remember you. And he's like, hey, well, this is weird. This is kind of awkward, right? He's <laughs> like, uh, I was just haunting these people and I'm not letting them leave. But uh, we're bros, right? He's like, yeah, dude, we're bros. He's like, okay, you guys can go. You're cool. All right, see you later. And then he explodes into an atomic bomb. <laughs> this, I'm not being hyperbolic. They have a conversation that is literally like, hey, we were friends, right? He's like, yeah. Even though this dude is supposed to hate him because he thinks, Psycho thinks that he that uh, Nick Cage betrayed him. Even though he betrayed him, really, during the yeah. robbery because he, he murdered all those people. It's just, it's really dumb. The writing is dog shit. And then they just go. It, it, they, they took something that Dan was talking about that was so profound about like how the atomic bomb changed the way the East and the West viewed each other. Mm-hmm. And and how uh, and how to deal with trauma and overcoming it and all this other stuff. They took all of that really cool ideas and defeated it with with two fucking bags of meat. Going, bro, bro. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Like what the f- what the fuck? It, it's literally the whole one of the whole cores of the film was solved in like a no- a big nothing burger. It was almost like that was in the way. That was in the way of Nick Cage going to. To actually do the murder. And that's what I think it's just one of the many things that really frustrated me about this film. The big nothing burger. <laughs> oh man. Uh so I want to briefly talk about uh so when, when Nick Cage goes to save Bernice, right? Yeah. And he and he's like feeding her the water and he's like oh, getting God. horny when he's feeding it he's like he's like yeah oh yeah drink that water and then his his little beepy testicle starts to go off and he blows his own testicle off a cool idea but <laughs> the way it came about was so stupid and it, I, I mean okay i started to accept as i watched the film that this is more like kabuki-esque yes uh exaggerated acting so I shouldn't complain about this too much, but it was a fun scene when his testicle exploded <laughs> and he passed out. I will agree. Uh, Dan, was there another scene you want to talk about? Yes. Yeah, so there's an amazing, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, I, but there's so many, there's so many old Japanese samurai movies that I have not seen. So mm-hmm. it's the first time I've seen this in a film. Um, it's a very cool move in the fight choreography. I forgot who does it. It's either Yasujiro or Hiro. It was between them. It was between both of them. They get into oh, yeah. a sword deadlock. And I think it's Hiro. They're in a sword deadlock. And then Hiro pushes Yasujiro's head against his sword. So, so <laughs> it's already like a, it's already a really firm uh, surface because they're in a deadlock and he just mm-hmm. pushes it against a sword and it, it like he like hits his head and it's like oh what the and I'm like oh my god that was such a cool move I loved yeah, it yeah it was cool there were some pretty cool fights in this uh, I wish the film was more fights if you're gonna get yes. this dumb you're like just make it all fights man who gives a shit another thing I had a question about mm. Jared maybe you can help sure. me out here why are the people of Ghostland cheering after the governor dies. No clue. I don't even know how they know each other. Yeah. It's like two different movies colliding. And it, I, cause you have this whole thing of like, we're in the ghost land and we can't leave. There's the plot. Why can't they leave? Because they're, they're stuck in the past and there's these ghosts that are haunting them. If you try to leave, they take you back. And 
that's already so compelling. And then you have this whole fucking movie going on. Um, maybe that's the whole East and West thing meeting. But it would have been better if those things somehow collided together. We're like, oh, what if the governor and all his people, now they're stuck in the ghost land and everyone else is out well, and now they can't leave. The problematic thing is something that you brought up that I didn't even think about. Um, the idea that, you know, we have the East and West meeting under the guise of trauma because mm-hmm. that's what happened whenever the bomb went off or we dropped the yeah. bomb on Japan. So you have that trauma there that united East and West in a very um, interesting relationship. And I think it is problematic the way you explained it. Like they literally bro down to, to, to get over that trauma, which is, that's not Mm -hmm. how trauma heals, especially because you have the hero um, trying to get out of Ghostland, which is being, um, being, protected by what we perceive to be as a Western person, like the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the chain gang, the, the prisoners yeah. that are there, we perceive them to be the idea of the West. So it is a little bit concerning. I didn't really think about that. I, I just thought it was, I mean, less problematic and more just like dismissive of that. whole. No, that's what I mean. Well, that, that's what I mean by problematic. Like it dismisses okay. it and it's, it, doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's just like, ah, eh. like, why did we even do this? I don't know. We have a cool set. Okay. And then we just get to, like, let's go back to Japantown where we can murder everyone. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Dan. It, it really feels like they had a lot of really great ideas. I mean, some of the visuals in this are just stunning. When they do the, uh, the weird clock, well, no, okay. In Japantown, there's these women, these geisha women, who are like rotating their heads. I love that. In, I, I in wrote that down weird the note. giant wall. I, <laughs> that shit was so weird. You have to just see it to believe it. It's like my note. Hold on, let me find my note. Um, I said I love the women singing in vaginas. <laughs> yes, they look like kind of like vaginas too. There's so much to it, and just the visual candy that you're given yes. really helps you continue on with the film but the the issue is a lot sometimes it hangs on for too long sometimes it revisits the same things and uh maybe that is an issue with just the editing in general the editor really let a lot of stuff go when and they should have just been like hack 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 and um i mean i don't blame them because there's so many good ideas in this i just feel like there's too many cooks or there's too many ideas um another thing was uh there was like that weird top hat guy who was like encasing everyone in mannequin dolls. Mm-hmm. That shit was so fucking cool. I know. But it, it was awesome. It felt like it made no sense. And it's like, this just seems like another cool idea from another movie. And I don't know why it's here. And like, there's that whole visual of like all the paper people and they're having like a, a ticker take parade of all the white paper. And everyone's like in the white costumes. And they're flailing and dancing. And they're all doing these weird hand s- symbols and gestures. And I'm like, this is so cool. And I'm just like, I I don't know. It's It almost feels like a waste. <laughs> a waste of talent and good ideas on this movie. So I think <laughs> I think the issue, Jared, is uh-huh. Sion Sono should just stick to writing and directing his own movies. Instead of just mm-hmm. being at the helm. Because a lot of, like you said, the directorial choices... Spot on, very Sion Sono-esque. Like, he has a very particular style that he achieves in all of his movies. And we achieved it here, but we weren't graced with a interesting narrative, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yasujiro, get in here and murder everybody for me for no reason. All right. Yasujiro. I just didn't like how he said that. <laughs> He's like, Yasujiro. Well, that's part of his 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 uh, demeanor, his um, his attraction. That's why I like him. He has a very distinct mm, voice. He does. He does. All right. We're done. <laughs> Is that final thoughts? This movie's not great. Don't watch it. All right. You can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at the Indie Film Review at gmail.com. We have a Patreon for money. It's, it's primarily for filmmakers who want to get their film bumped up on a shorter list because our turnaround for filmmakers is about six months. So, yeah. Yeah. $5 tier, you get your film on a shorter list, we'll review it faster, and um, everybody else, you can give money if you want to as well, but you're not obligated to do so. <laughs> Very convincing. <laughs> very convincing on that. If you do not give money, it is okay. But if you would like to give us money, that would be very nice as well. Uh, yeah, just, you know, if you enjoy the show and you want to support us, that'd be really neat. And we appreciate you. And if not, we're going to, you know, keep fucking doing this because we love it. So, uh, there, take that, dad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm like, I like to have fun. Anyways, Necropodicon, you know what it is already. Go check out the Necropodicon.com, you little stinky farts. Um, stinky farts. Dan, you have the final word. Tick, talk, tick, oh, talk, no. tick. My testicle! <laughs> <laughs>your best friend Danny here. If you enjoy art, literature, or the creative process, you may enjoy the comedy podcast Grow Out of It. You may even learn something about your long-lost childhood self. Or you might just get something like this. Mason and I hadn't really talked much. Besides our first encounter and the occasional, help me stand up, we hadn't had a need to really <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.